Right on, right on, right on. Hey, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, uh, welcome, uh, DJ Milk Crate Brian. Hey, ah, thank, thank you, you very for the much tunes. for the opportunity. It's always great to spend some good tunes. It is awesome. And, you know, it's the first time, actually, we've been able to actually... Uh, have our own music usually i just put on a cd and then from there we just uh, do what we do so it's a uh, pretty cool thanks for I thanks was, for coming i thought it was in. about time we had to step up your music game you know you can't just play whatever's <laughs> in the cd player well whatever we keep finding yeah 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 exactly hey wade welcome how you doing mate how you doing good hang right on tell us what's going on um i'm not going to daytona <laughs> yeah we, we spent our, our quarter going to phillip island but we'll be checking it out. That Daytona's next. The sun is, is kind of staying out. Everybody's getting ready to go race into some form or another. Um, so I think Willow Springs is actually next for us, middle of next month or something like that. But Would that be armor racing, Willow Springs? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, racing is starting, uh, talking about that. I mean, uh, AFM is going to be here, uh, I believe, uh, March, uh, mid-March uh, 13, 14, 15 area. Uh, I'll get the exact dates, but you know what I'm talking about. And uh, they'll be at Buttonwillow for the first two races. So uh, a lot of uh, track uh, track days coming up as well. You know, uh, Wade and I were just talking the other day about, I think, fun track days, fun one track of our days. boys. Those are really good guys. Yeah, our buddy Steve, and uh, yeah, he, he came by the shop Tokyo Motor the other day. And uh, he's an instructor out there and uh, was mentioning how many days they're getting out there. And I believe you you know the, the gentleman who runs it, right? Yeah. I'll think of his name in a minute. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow... Uh, anyhow uh, they're doing a bunch of track days right now, and I mean, uh, really good deals. I mean, you could do three days at Thunder Hill coming up really soon, I mean, like a 300 bucks or something. And uh, I would like to have one of the boys here actually and talk about that and uh, start promoting that because it's a great way to actually learn uh, anything. I mean, as far as the street rider, we get a lot of people on R3s now in the 250s and the 400s. That's a big class now. You get a lot more bikes coming in that are um, um, yeah. entry level, but it's so affordable races. There's even a company that's renting them you show up you, you rent their bike exactly you play all day you hand it back again we'll get back to you with that name yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're not actually in business we're just playing here you know racers alley so yeah and, and the thing is i mean there are a lot of opportunities now like you're saying i mean back in the old days you'd have to buy anything now you can actually go there and uh turnkey uh, yeah, and, uh, ninja and 400 really, in the yeah. old days there was no practice other than yeah, on race true. day there was no track day <laughs> still so, is that right it, yeah you I, could, i'm too young to, to remember you, that i've you, always known about open track days yeah. and you could go dirt ride but you couldn't find any pavement other than the street so it's really nice to have a, a track that you can go play on and every inch of it is like yours yeah, I mean, I learned on Mines Road, I and mean, you learned on Highway 1, and I mean, you know, back where, you know, you start is where you learn, you know, nowadays, uh, you're, you're lucky enough to have the machinery that is turnkey, as well as a lot of opportunities to be out there in various tracks. I mean, uh, uh, nowadays, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to go out there and learn, where in the old days, I mean, um, you learn sometimes with hard knocks. You know, I mean, you're out there on a back road, yeah. and you you get you get off wrong and go fast. There ain't no runoff. Yeah, you know? <laughs> track day they have an ambulance. It's a, it's a pl adult sandbox. Yeah, it's you a, can get day. hurt, but there's somebody there looking out for you. Exactly, and uh, also a bunch of runoff and all that wonderful stuff. And uh, very privatized uh, instruction nowadays. Uh, there's some folks out there. Just recently, uh, one of our boys, uh, uh, Zeki, who comes by our shop all the time on uh, wonderful bikes. Uh, I believe he's going to Sears Point this weekend and the instructor there is solely 
uh, working on lean angles. Wow. Uh, body positioning. So now you know, he, there's different courses out there that he'll do, you know, where he'll just the clinic will be about one aspect of, 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 of doing the, I guess, the art of racing or, or riding, so to speak. So it's, it's interesting. I've seen know. some weird ones, too. A couple of my coworkers were talking about going to wheelie school. Yeah. Apparently wheelie yeah. school is now a thing. They put yep. you on an yep. overpowered yeah. bike with a wheelie bar on the back of it so you can't loop yourself. It is pretty neat, actually. Yeah, I give mean, you a four-hour course a on wheelies. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to try that because i'm not a wheelie master yeah. you know and uh yeah they have a big old girder type of really interesting frame and basically we're gonna go right and then it lets you but if you go you know if you go over it just knocks you back and then you're you're all good yeah. and that's kind of neat to not yeah. be able to have the uh hurting ass yeah. or I, banging I, head thing i saw the one where it's like tied down and it it looks like that. I've only seen pictures of it and stuff, but yeah, I'm totally old school. You had to go learn, go find a hill or something and learn the yeah. hard way. <laughs> That's all I learned was uphill. Exactly, hard knocks. It's all in the <laughs> throttle. You don't get excited, and if you can do 25 miles an hour, you go bit, and you do your 25 miles an hour. It's all about keeping the throttle smooth. Yep. The, rear, the rear brake is a Band-Aid. Every, it's the next level. It all starts in the throttle. Interesting. So yeah, Sitting back was what did it for me. I realized that I had to get my ass back on the back of that dirt bike seat to get the front up. Because with all the gas on the KLR, you got 50 pounds of weight. Oh, the front. KLR 650. So if, you're, yeah. if yeah. your body's there, yeah. too, and yeah, and it's put, not going up. You put your weight into the seat and lean back and gas it. Grab second gear, and it'll come right up. <laughs> Just give right. a little, little tug then, on the bars, maybe? And then there's like the beginner zone, the really, you got to get on the gas, get on the gas. And then it goes into the mellow zone where... You got to let off the gas and you just coast. And then after that, the danger zone, you kind of get too high. But there's a zone <laughs> right in there, the zone. It's, the KLR is like a rocking chair. This you, is Racer's Alley wheelie class right you now. You set it back <laughs> in the rocking chair and you click third gear and you can go forever. That's, that's great. I mean, uh, you know, the KLR, I believe you had the KLX out there a while back. And, uh, you what, know, what do you do with the 80 mile an hour wheelie bump? Right? You just up, lift it up, and you won the mile on one of those. And apparently, yeah. running the wheelie across all well, not apparently, it's a fact running wheelie all across the straights, all the way down the back straightaway. I went in deeper into turn three than most anybody else would ever do. I like to leave the highest mark. Yeah, it was a it was a great great scene. Everyone was having a lot of fun that day, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you're a wheelie master, and uh, we're we, you know, we do have a talented pool here in the Bay Area when it comes to you know certain things, and uh, yeah, Corey Call I believe was one of those guys, and uh, still is I believe right now. He's I think he's running out there. AFM is really <laughs> wow. kicking I ass. I get in trouble anytime my front wheel comes up at the AFM. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, you got to be uh, under rules and. Uh, uh, as far as the regular ride, I mean, you have your wheelie bumps and everything in between, right? Yeah, you I know? can show you where all the wheelie bumps are. Yeah, exactly. I'm, which I, I don't know, and I've never been really talented at that. And going back to the yeah. school, you know, I could see doing that, but really, I'd just rather to do it, just go get a dirt bike, go to Carnegie, and fall on the dirt. Yeah, you know? it's but a lot yeah. less fall on the dirt. <laughs> that, that, that's really the best way, place, and way to learn, really, is in the dirt and everything. So, similar kind of thing, they all came out with doing the the honda 100 or 150 you race it around a little short track whatever kind of same thing it'll also wheelie some bikes really don't want to wheelie and you're totally struggling but if you get a right bike put it on a hill nice straightaway or something you can learn how to do it so i basically i couldn't really my first bike was a suzuki 90 
I I could get the front wheel up, but I couldn't go anywhere. And then I got a Suzuki 185, and I learned how to go through all the gears. A two-stroker, right? Yeah. Was the 90, the, was the bike previously, the one before that, a four-stroker? No, they were both two-strokes. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm originally a two-stroke kid. Uh, but but they don't hard, they don't make then. them anymore. What's a two-stroke? <laughs> Hopefully they're working on it. I think KTM's got a dirt bike out there somewhere. And yeah, they're putting injectors on. They'll come back. It's just yeah. another circle. We want to sell you all this cool new stuff. Dude, a 500 two-stroke of fuel injection. They tried that before. No, it should a couple be a people. thousand by now. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. You know, 500 two-stroke is no longer viable. It really does. Compared to that, I mean, those were the you benchmark gotta, in the day, and now a new R1, a Ducati Corsa, all those BMWs, all them things that do 200 miles an hour. So I guess I guess a 500 two-stroke does need to be pumped up now, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> better have more. I never thought about that. Holy moly. We're not sleeping in the corner. <laughs> so, yeah, so like we're at Phillip Island, you think and dream that, oh, the TZ7, 50 oh it's the ultimate ultimate there's nothing faster uh my buddy got 22nd the suzuki's there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going faster than a tz 750 yeah because the technology back then was the 70s i guess and then now i mean with all this new uh you know uh, terminator type technology it, it's uh, the bikes just well yeah. i mean they're putting out 200 horsepower I mean, yeah geez, so so know, stock for, you know? for, that's in theory an 80 82 83 model so we're about to build two right now we're just trying to decide whether to go suzuki or kawasaki kawasaki is hard to get parts for so we're probably going to go with the suzuki as far um, as a motor for a rig yeah the katana 1000 suppose if you put the 1000 together with the 1100 crank you get the, the super motor and you go from there and you, longevity and torque and everything yeah nice and then if the frame's not good enough he's threatening well we'll check out the frame there's one frame, stock frame out there. Everybody else has a Harris or a Spondin or something. Yeah. Oh, that, so, which is, uh, we should get a GoFundMe for that. How much are those frames? <laughs> I don't know. Way too much. They wouldn't tell me. <laughs> exactly. If you have to ask, then uh, please go. So. Text Craigslist, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Right on. So, uh, yeah, as far as schools go, we got a bunch of schools going on, and uh, try uh, checking them out. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my friends was talking, and uh, they did it even in the rain. They didn't want to go out there. The gentleman who was, I was mentioning about the fun track days, and uh, he comes into our shop, Tokimoto, a really cool guy, and I didn't know he was actually a. He's a. He's a. I guess you could say an instructor. And, uh, I, apparently, I know a lot of instructors that come into the shop. It's it's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, what better way to get track time as well as being an instructor? And, you know, he mentioned it. I was like, it was a, a, a really shitty weekend where it was porn, Thunder Hill. And it was just like, oh, yeah, wet sheets. And it's cold. And goes, oh, man, you know, we just wanted to pack it up and go home. And it's like... Then four guys from L.A. came in, and it's just like, we drove all the way here. When are we going out? <laughs> you know, guess what? <laughs> uh, we're going to get wet. Yeah, you got to go to work. You know, but, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity, I mean, if you really want to learn, uh, if you go out in, in the rain and, and on a racetrack especially, is nice because you, your conditions are really controlled. You want to learn. Uh, it's great to be able to have a... a, a 
uh, I guess an organization that's willing to actually go out and attract day in the rain because your your uh, learning is going to get exponentially yeah. greater. I mean, it's it's you're going to be so much better in the dry after you do that track. Yeah, day. that's actually yeah. so rare. It's good yeah. that they politely forced them into doing that. Yeah, <laughs> it really teaches you how to be smooth. And when will you get a chance like that? No obstacles, no cars, no idiots. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, yeah it was, it, uh, it's uh, nothing to run into like a wall or off into the marsh. You yeah. know, it's like it's, and you still got your your turn workers or your ambulance sitting there just in case. Well, he did mention. I mean, they were picking bu- picking up bikes, but you have to expect that. I mean, the only way you learn how to ride to the rain uh, in a racetrack is when you fall, mm-hmm. and then you know what the the, the, the uh, temperaments are. You know, um, it's, it's you know it's it's all about exploring limits. You know, and uh, it's it's incredible to be able to do that, and, <laughs> and or feeling your way to the limits so that you don't quite go over them enough exactly. to put you on the ground. Yeah, I was just gonna go oh, until you crash. Wade's looking at me. He's like, oh, we're not supposed to crash, Alex. Not supposed to crash. Yeah, exactly. That's it's number one sport. rule. <laughs> different sport. Yeah, exactly. We're we're, we're a precision sport. You know, not dirt biking. Like flying a missile, or whatever. Yeah, you got to get to the finish line and climb off your bike and go. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, our friend Riyama actually went out one day on the Thunder Hill track day, and a bunch of boys are out there, and they're all sitting there, and it's pouring. And she went out there, and I forget exactly what she was riding at the time. More of a TL one thousand or six fifty DL or whatever, and uh, something like that. And uh, she went out there, and she's just doing lap after lap in the pouring fucking rain. And it was just like I was proud of her. It's like. Yeah. yeah, they're all in there having lunch and shit, you know, worrying about the rain. I'm just doing laps. And, yeah, uh, you know, she, that makes you so much better. She rides yeah. with us on Sunday. She, she was born a minute ago, got her first motorcycle, knew nothing, yeah. showed up on her doorstep. I remember. Yeah. And she goes everywhere. She She's goes a everywhere. badass now. Yeah. Yeah, she really is. A high respects to her. You know, it's, it's, it's really mm-hmm. neat. You know, if you have if you have the gumption and uh, really, you know, want to do it, I mean, within a few years, you can go a long way. Yeah, excuse me, allergies. Uh-oh, Holy out. moly, I've been having allergies this week lately, and uh, here in the area, oh, it's springtime. Like, springtime, yeah. We've been having some good bunch, rains, so yeah. So, so wait, hopping the roads up there, uh, doing SMR. I mean, has the uh, rain uh, brought any uh, springs or any uh, kind of uh, potholes and weird shit? There's a one new pothole that shouldn't be there. We got new pavement, so in most places, it's actually pretty good, and it's actually fairly clean considering. Um, it's well, usually much so dirtier on a, on a storm, but this one kind of cleaned everything out. There's definitely a new pothole, but the city has got potholes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the, our everywhere. city is. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to call this Rim Bender City. And then, and then they Jeez. put funky little patches on them, little Band-Aids. They're not good enough. So you put your patch on, and then to, <laughs> you walk away, and it sinks another inch or two. <laughs> But you did pay a bunch of San, Fr- San Francisco municipal workers their day's wage. So they got to come back the next they gotta day. They got to watch that movie yeah, Cars. Yeah, then they pick it up and fill it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's they got like, yeah. to watch that movie Cars. Remember when dude had to go do it over again? <laughs> do it yeah. right the first time. And do a little extra because because you're getting paid to do it. You got to slop. Slop it on the pavement. You know, fix a little more than just your one little dot. Yeah. You know, it, everything's messed up, so, you know. Workmanship. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're buying that little couple little cups of gravel or whatever you're throwing down. 
No, and, uh, actually, this city is perpetually a, a pothole city. There's nothing we can do about it. R-E-R, you know I mean? Yeah. Nothing boy. we can do about it. Talk to the Romans, will you? <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah, or Europeans. Talk to Germany, or, you know, any of those places. But anyway, uh, I want to say, you know, uh, Mutiny Radio here is uh, sponsoring us here, and uh, our show is here, and uh, we love them. And uh, Pamtastic is really having a big deal coming up. Uh, it's the... Uh, uh, fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, if I have my glasses on correctly. Anyways, we're going to have 50 comics and uh, 26 uh, shows in five days. It's going to be a great time. Please come and visit. We're going to be here for between March 1st and March 5th. Uh, we're actually located, uh, you know, on uh, 21st Street at Florida here in the Mission, and it's a great, great place, actually. A lot of room for a lot of folks. It's really a warming, uh, you know, it's like a great area. Get some tacos across the street, you know, that type of thing. And uh, you can check us out at www.mutinyradio.sfm www.meetneradio.fm like Frank uh, Mason anyhow yeah check us out and uh, try and get some tickets for the shows they are going to be sold out there's some great great times you know and uh, you know it's a big deal because you know this month is the month that really helps us to pay for the year you know a lot of us here we have you know there's there's many many folks here uh, many many shows and you know uh, our little organization can use all the help we can always get and uh, this is this is the festival that really helps us for the year so come check us out between March 1st and 5th Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival with Pamtastic man it'll be awesome you know it really will so uh, anyhow that being said we're going to take a little break here and uh, get a little cheap trick and uh, we'll have Milk Crate Brian put on his next albums. Cheers.
right on. I was just mentioning to Milk Great Brian, you know, um, holy moly, it's so great to have music here, you know, uh, personal music, and uh, it's nice to have you here, Brian. I mean, it's awesome. Thanks you a know, lot. It's, like, it's, it's wonderful. It's a new new uh, uh, addition to the show, and uh, yeah, going to get more more and more uh, personal type of albums in here and such. And have, yeah, have I a can't good wait time for you to way. bring in some of yours. Yeah, you let's know. get some Chief John or something. You know, I think Wade found mm-hmm. a tro- uh, trove somewhere of uh, albums. And I, I got something. I don't know what it is, so it uh, same thing. Surprised. It'd be really nice to see what I got. Exactly. I know. never had a record player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's really, really nice to have that. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more and more as a company we go on. Yeah, I just want to thank a couple of our pals here. Moto Tire Guy, you know, uh, he helps you out with tires here in the city, uh, over in the Bayview area. He's actually over in Thailand shooting the shit. And uh, he's been there with, uh, actually, uh, our friend Manny, California Posse, has been a guest here as well. And uh, our friend Claudio. So all those guys been there for three weeks. I hope they're having a great time, you know, out there. Uh, uh, Manny apparently did have a little get-off on his scooter. I guess the brakes had a little issue. And, uh, yeah, yeah a little, sure. little road rash, because all you do is uh, ride in apparently shorts and T-shirts out there because it's so damn hot. So anyways, uh, cheers, Manny. Hope you feel better. You yeah. know, just, oh, <laughs> I thought I couldn't sting too much when they poured it on. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, to our friend Armin, uh, Mr. Armand uh, Croft uh, third out there, you know, you've been doing Baja and you've been doing great. Have you seen his results? He's been winning out there on cool. his race team on a, on a bug. I don't know exactly if it's modified or anything, but you know, we'd like to have him in our on our show soon and uh, talk about that because uh, yeah, he's well, he's out there kicking ass in the desert. You know, it's nice, really cool. Nice. Yeah, it really is. You know, he comes in and stays here for a second and goes on out there again. You know, so that's really cool. You know, uh, well, actually, uh, Bender's Bar always uh, thank you for having us there and uh, supporting us through our TT years and uh, even now and uh, Molotov's out there thank you very much for uh, you know supporting me as far as uh, doing the uh, clothing drives you know we just had the sixth year out there and uh, Stephanie uh, she helped me out there and uh, also at Pops Bar and we had a really really great uh, outcome this year with uh, getting clothes for the uh, for the homeless and such over there at uh, you know um, we basically uh we donate it over there to, uh, let's see, I think it's St. Andrews. And, St. Anthony's. Uh, cool. St. Anthony's. Thank yeah. you, mate. I've seen and, a lot uh, of them on Hate Street that have more clothes. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really cold out there, right? <laughs> so it's like, no, it's great. So uh, we're going to be planning on doing that soon as well. I'd like to, you know, do a few out here. And it's really nice. Uh, every time we do it, uh, you know, the, the outcome's great. And, uh, you know, it makes a difference for everyone. And uh, thank you, Molotovs and Stephanie, for, uh, for helping me out and starting that out. And uh, Evan, over... Uh, uh, Motohub SF, uh, uh, Dima, I mean, Dima, you're out there somewhere. I think uh, you're actually traveling. Uh, I don't know exactly. Last I heard you were going towards Florida. But anyways, mm-hmm. Dima, be safe out there. And uh, he runs MotohubSF.com, which is a, you know, a great, uh, basically, he's very personable. He'll come out to your garage and uh, do things. Uh, he's Basically, you can call him and uh, he'll be personal uh, mechanic and I'll go out there and uh, assess what you need and uh, do that in your own garage. Uh, it's really nice out there. And uh, I saw earlier, you know, uh, Moto Monkey School, you know, uh, he's out there running around now on his, uh, well, I guess, uh, 
Ninja 250 is the last I saw. So, oh, and, uh, yeah, have like. it be, uh, be safe out there. And I uh, hope to have you back on the show. I know you're always busy doing something. And also, you know, if you need actually a physical trainer, therapist, anything like that, uh, Evan from Moto Monkey School does that as well. And uh, he's really good. So, I mean, you can uh, learn how to ride a motorcycle as well as getting uh, physical training, which is uh, really nice to have at the same time, especially if you're going out on a racetrack, you know, that type of thing. Right on, right on. So, anyhow, uh, we were just talking earlier. And, uh, you know, the rain's been out here and such. And, uh, well, uh, Brian, you had a topic you want to talk about. Yeah, I've got a piece of unfortunate news for the uh, dual sport fan club out there. Um, Multiple sources, including the Oakland Motorcycle Club, have confirmed that there's going to be no Sheet Iron 300 this year. Um, I don't know if uh, everybody's aware, but usually this race runs from Stonyford to Fort Bragg and back over a period of two days. Um, unfortunately, the wildfires burned Stonyford to the ground, um, and all the rain we've had recently has just washed out all the trails. So, OMC it has, has said, been fierce. You know, I mean, this, these storms have been relentless I mean, uh, for quite some time, not not even including last year. So, I basically, uh, the infrastructure is pretty much uh, literally washed out. It is. It's just gone. Uh, OMC is going to do a, a campground thing there at the rodeo campgrounds in Stonyford. They're still going to show their support for that community. So if you're into camping and you want to ride around in a muddy field and drink Uh, a bunch of beers. Go in um, circles. (laughs) I'm sure they'll have fun. Those guys know how to have fun. And they're not giving up. But it looks like there's going to be no formal Sheet Iron 300 this year. So it's a sad day. Well, it's unfortunate. I mean, well, I mean, that being said, it just shows how much... our state has gone through uh, through these recent storms and such, where it's really changing you know, the topography. Yeah, the fires as well. You know, fire, I mean, fires first, which takes out all the the trees that hold the ground together. Yeah, mm-hmm. just and it washes away. Yeah, exactly. And Hollister is a complete mess right now. They've been had the whole lower ranch closed for the past couple weekends. No, oh, really. I'm really chomping at the bit to get out there. Yeah, I just every weekend it's just been nope, <laughs> too much mud. Don't come out here unless you want to dig a hole in the ground. What are you riding? Yeah. Um, normally I'm riding my XR400. Nice. Uh, but I also have a TTR250. Uh, both of these bikes have plates on them, so you'll see me around in the city on them. Uh, the TTR250 is kind of there for if I want to take a buddy to the track and they don't have a dirt bike. So. Yeah, that would be a nice, the, the, I could see that being a nice little trail, I mean, something that's uh, confidence-inspiring, so to speak, if, you, if, you, if you're out there and never done it, it's it's something like get full plant, uh, you know, your feet planted and has enough power to not get you in trouble. And Yeah, you know. it's a little too tall for a lot of riders, that's one problem, is if you're not so over... it's modern suspension. Yeah, if you're not over 5'6", five, 5'7", nice. five, you're not riding that bike. Now, wow. the, ni- the nice thing for uh, new riders is that it's an electric start, so... There's no more killing it uphill and getting frustrated trying to kick it like there is with my XR400. So that's very confidence-inspiring that you can just touch that button and get back on the road. Well, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, dirt bike rider, though. I've been with Wade, uh, I'd probably say, three times in my life, which uh, each time was just uh, an adventure and stories in its own right. And it was great, great times. And uh, I understand the idea of a Kickstarter and uh, the idea of a button. You know, I hear I hear a button's really nice. The button is nice, and I'm a Kickstarter snob, and I love them. But man, I love that button too. You're you're at a side of a hill. There's always a spot where you could use that button. Okay, I'll cheat. I'll use the button. Yeah, flat ground. Who cares? I'll kick it. But when you're halfway uphill and you're trying to hold the front brake and not slide backwards and get that perfect kick. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can wear yourself out just starting the bike. Oh, I you know? did. And Wade and the boys happened to come by me on a fire trail. I was like, what's up, Alex? And I'm sitting there. He's like, whoa, whoa. And so it's this guy, apparently I was yeah. flooding, and Wade taught me how to start a bike, a two-stroke, two, was a two-stroke 480, 465, 465. 465. Oh, Especially IG. after they fell over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean they fell over? <laughs> Don't, yeah. Talk to me all over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going down the hill. Um, I never rode that bike before, and all these guys just go up this hill, just go, brop, 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 right straight up a hill. You know, it was, just it was like, a fire road hill. It was, uh, there was a big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a fire guys. road. It was a, it went uphill, but it was a fire road. I believe that was the one. So yeah, we sort of ra- usually race to the top, but that was a one. If I remember right, we came into the corner. I let dude have the lead, and it was the dustiest corner known to man. What a mistake that was, letting him go first. <laughs> and, and so yeah, dust the whole thing out. And so by the time you got there, it all just settled again. But it was totally like six inches of dust covering everything. Yeah. <laughs> Only the first guy gets through. Okay, but we sat up on top of it. Like, the what, first what happened? Guy gets through it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, second guy gets. It was almost. You know, you almost couldn't see nothing. And we all sat up the hill and watched. <laughs> That's always fun. It was like, who's gonna go next? You know. Yeah. Ah. So we got up yeah. to the top of the hill. And we okay. sat there for a while, and you never came around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, got stuck. Uh, yeah, I imagine right now that place is just like uh, people are talking about. Uh, Tahoe having the best snow if you can get there like forever you know dirt bike is the same way I, I think I'm thinking once 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 a dirt bike can get out there it's supposed to be you yeah. know yeah another couple and, weeks and yeah. it's dry it's dried It'll out a perfect. little bit it's, it's snowing be... in Malibu it's snowing in, in LA the the grapevine is closed yeah 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 so from it's, snow isn't that great well, we're going to have like a shit ton of water for recreational sports as well. I remember, you know, a while back, uh, you know, uh, drought time. I mean, you know, I'd go through Barry Essaway and other ways. And, you know, there, there's a whole industry that, that, that survives on water sports. And uh, now they're all back. you got a boating industry, jet ski industry, you know, and, and the communities that thrive around that, you know, yeah. and, and, and the valleys and such, you know. So it's really, really great. So it's really good for, for everybody involved. You know, jet ski mechanics are back to work, you know. And they got they got 1,000 two-strokes out there. That apparently, Ooh. you get a jet ski on a water. I know. Have you boys been on one? Never been on a jet ski. Um, 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 the old ones way back when <laughs> they got like a ninja jet ski now that's just like and they're just you know you want quite one. incredible you, you know? know you want one of course you know who wouldn't you know they got submarine things and shark things and stuff that goes under the water also Oh, I've seen that. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, oh, you know you want one. <laughs> or a little, little hoverboard the, that shoots the water the, underneath you yeah, and you cruise around in the sky. That's always that? an interesting one. You're like, um, you know, uh, the, the the villain guy who's in his hydroplane thingy, but it's on the water. And it's really, it's basically, I think it's a jet ski motor that you have a hose to and it just propels you in the air. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, really wild. It's great if you can control it. Yeah, well, as I soon mean, as you shoot it, bloop. It takes a certain type of rider to be out there on one of those things. I gotta say, you know. Yeah, how's the like, learning curve? Yeah, exactly. In the hoverboard, you know. But you do it, man. You're you're a badass. 
you know, it's like everybody wants out one. There, you know, well, we're still trying to work on the jetpack, which we haven't had yet, but uh, you know, well, sooner or later, they're out there. We'll, we'll, we'll get one. You are right. So, anyways, uh, let's see here. I believe uh, Wade, we got the uh, mile coming up again, and uh, I had pictures May somewhere. Right. Yeah, May, and uh, so uh, I had our friend at uh, 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 Mr. Cervetti. Cliff Cervetti, yeah. Yeah, boy, he c- came into my shop, Tokyo Moto, and it was really cool. He's just sitting up there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm dropping these off." And I was like, "Dude, I know a guy who's racing out there." He goes. Yeah, who's that? It's like Wade Boyd. He's no, he's not racing that one. He's racing with me on Saturday. We're gonna be busting bars. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. All right. So it's like we're gonna be busting bars. Apparently, he's you and he are gonna be racing. It was so funny because it was just like he's talking like a racer, and it's like you, you know go. he totally knows you. He knows. It's like yeah, yeah, we'll be banging bars. I believe is what terminology well, is. I hope what you so. Use, you know, he's been on <laughs> the sidelines really cool, for too long. You know? Yeah, the, yeah. It was really neat to, to hear him talk about that, and it was just like. This gentleman is uh, older than I am, but I bet you he's faster. You know, you got to watch out for those guys. You know, so it was really nice to hear about, uh, you know, a relationship with you. And you've mentioned him here uh, before, and we've talked about him before. And I mentioned in a, it's like I talked to him. It's like, yeah, man, I remember that bike. He goes, yeah, Wade took this out a couple of times. And I go, yeah, I was at the house when you started it the first time, you know, over in Noe Valley. Yeah. Dropping it down the hill, you know, get get that sucker yeah, started. Yeah. 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 Yep, that'll like, get me in trouble. He's talking about that one. Uh oh. That, that was great. Yeah. I got to ride his, ride his bike for a minute. And what bike? It was a Honda 350 and a 250, 350. I think it's 350 and a champion frame. Yeah. With, with the everything. It's a so proper. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He, he's got the everything. So. Uh, his dad, dad owned the the Norton shop or whatever in San Francisco forever gotcha. and and yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. and so he was a little kid and anyhow he was born here grew up here he has so much local local knowledge and everything photographs blah 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 his dad was like you know in with everything well uh, probably a legendary like your dad i mean the motorcycle community is always a tight community so if you're here and especially at the start of it i mean a name's a name you yeah. know and uh you know it's like it's really really cool and uh we'll, let's let's really hope let's get him on our show i was mentioning it's like you gotta come on our show man so yeah. I, I imagine it'd be great stories and uh, yeah. you know it's like yeah he's so got he's uh, got so much soon. photographs yeah. he, he really wow. knows the history i went off to marin county and did whatever and anyhow he's 10 years ahead of me or so and he knows a little bit of everybody and everything and what actually went down yeah you know so. yeah it's a history book yeah, he's a walking awesome. history book. Yeah, just like Mr. Maley when we saw him. Exactly, you he's know, got that was some great. Re- he's know. got some really yeah. neat toys, but he had some. Yeah. He was he's a uh, 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 Vietnam vet and everything, and had pro- issues and problems, and so anyhow, he hasn't been riding. He went off um, sprint car racing and for a while and stuff. Anyhow, so he, anyhow, between that and having wow. problems, he hasn't been racing, so he's been threatening to come out and ride again and so well, I, I hope he makes it to the mile well he was saying we he want is, to bang so that'd the bar. Be awesome and uh, yeah let's try and get him out here in the next couple of weeks you know he was very excitable you know was yeah. like, 
and then yeah he took a picture and then yeah. ended up being there but anyhow that's really really cool and uh so the, the, the mile is coming up folks and it's a great great thing to watch i mean uh wait uh you boys are uh, what what organization you guys uh you could be a vintage uh what do you call that the they have the the pro mile is on saturday pro mile and saturday. all the press and everything goes to the pro mile and it's great and it's grand and it's it is everything it's it's all the stuff and we wouldn't get to play if it wasn't for those guys the next day sunday lodi is the club that's putting on the the amateur mile it's the only amateur mile i know of on the planet and it if you have an AMA card and a motorcycle and can buy your way in, you can buy your way in and get to give it a go. You know, I've been told in my life, it's like you're an amateur road racer. And I don't like that word, amateur. You know, when they say amateur doing the mile, if you're doing the mile, you got big fucking balls and you're going fucking fast. You know, and it's like I always didn't like that word amateur, you know, but they use it a lot. Yeah, so they called it vintage and, 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 and. And actually, yeah, you, and you're, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. And there's many places where the uh, verbiology or whatever is actually incorrect. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's not about the talent. It's it's there's talent there, but it's how much, how big is your wallet? Yeah, that how as well. How big is your sponsor's yeah. wallet? And yeah. and and you I just got I got run over by a buddy the other day on a thing like that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, talent's not the problem. My wallet's not big enough. I could ride as good or better than you or any of these guys here, but you know, I need a bigger wallet. I need a bigger sponsor, as most people do, you know. But yeah, um, you know, money yeah. always uh, adds to horsepower, which is always nice because horsepower makes your life just a little bit easier. Yeah, but <laughs> people people who have talent straight up have talent, and you could still be on. Yeah. you yeah. can be on a lower yeah. lower level, struggling your ass off, and have all the talent in the world, and you don't really get anywhere, which is because the problem you, we're all fighting because you don't get the chance to ride a bike that actually goes fast. Exactly. And then, and, and, you know, I mean, I imagine that's in the many levels of life, you know, uh, we're lucky to be able to have the exact machinery, yeah. the right timing. So, and yeah. So, so on like on the mile, so uh, they have these cl- three classes, anything goes, any bike, any year, it's an old, um, open, un- open, unlimited class. Nice. Until I went on an R1. Yar. And then the kids are crying. The because DTR1. They're, they're riding singles and stuff. And it's really, in the old days, it was a twins race. The twins are faster than the singles. And the mul- yeah, exactly. the multis should be faster than that. Well, there's always someone making a faster motor, and then you have to catch up to them. Yeah. yeah. Joey Dunlop and... and, and uh, you know all those big guys they never slowed down for me they never got on slower bikes so anyhow yeah, racers are racers 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 but yeah. so <laughs> similar kind of thing the guys that that i'm playing with and or chasing at the mile are are basically the fast guys are on singles they didn't sell twins the last generation they didn't pump them uh you and most of people don't really build their stuff anymore yeah, nowadays you know, they're uh, not framers. They're not this. They're not that. They're it's a motocross bike. bike with wheels on it. Um, it's kind of what the four fifties are. But so the fast guys at the miles, there's a couple six hundred uh, row taxes. I'm not sure what they are, but the, basically the fast guys are on singles. Gotcha. And that's who I'm yeah, picking on, and that's why that's why 
So if I was r running with more four cylinders, we'd probably be going even faster. Well, yeah, it's definitely adding a different element to a sport that used to be a traditional. And you brought in a different. Uh, well, you, you, you're the, the monkey in the wrench, so to speak. I mean, when you first went out there, uh, first time you went out there, you were on your KLX two, uh, for uh, KLX, KLX 650. 650. Yeah, and everyone looked at it as funny. I was and they the, laughed. And they laughed, and then you cleaned all their clocks. And then, you know, the next time you decided to uh, bring I, a, a little yeah, bit Yeah, I said I will come back with a big bike. And then, and then they came out with a class, any bike, any year. So, Which means wrong what you brung. I found an R1 to build. Which was perfect. You know, when I was uh, uh, getting into racing, I guess you could say, this was the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, there was this uh, Formula USA class out there, and they had it over at Willow Springs. It lasted maybe, uh, I want to say, not three, four years. But uh, back then, they had GSXR 1000s on nitrous. They had TC350s on nitrous. They had rung what you brung. So the major class, which would be the Formula USA, was you bring something big enough. They had whatever you decide to race out there, proper, proper. You know, after that, that went away, and I think that got kiboshed because the, all the factory teams knew that if they could do that, they could be beat. So they didn't allow you to do all that stuff. But it was very interesting for three years. I got old VHS videotapes documenting this, by the way. I got to find them. But it was a very interesting class. I was out there watching and turned to as a young buck, you know, wanting to be a racer. And these, mother these guys were fast. <laughs> you know, like, holy moly. Shum! And you had all the big names, you know. And they, they had their... their, their um, weaknesses in their strings depending on how they made it fast willow springs as you know yeah. is a wide open course but i mean you can't you have to have your turbo whatever at a certain thing and it was really cool dude and i have pictures uh, i think it was robbie peterson and uh, someone else on the uh, kenny roberts 500s they were training yeah. out there too you know so it was like it was something if they're out there in the 500s to train means all these bikes just like went like stink i think uh, rich oliver was running a tz 250 350 with a nitrous that's what i i, I believe you wow can, if you can do that on a two-stroke can you? you can do that of course you can i believe uh either that or he was uh rich oliver he might have been with he wasn't with peterson i don't think he ran with the robert boys but uh yeah i think i have that you know lately boys uh, girls uh listeners you know uh Oh, they got this uh, uh, Facebook thingy, uh, you know, 1980, forever 80s, you know, have you seen with all the motorcycles and stuff? Okay, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone's pulling out their pictures, which is neat, collaboratively. I, I, you know, Facebook can be either here or there, but it's a form of communication uh, for us old folks. But anyway, everyone's pulling out all their 70s or 80s or 90s or whatever, uh, old pamphlets, old magazines, you know, pictures and everything. It's really, really fun to actually see all that old stuff. And you can see all the old tracks back in the day. And it's it's really yeah. neat, actually, uh, yeah. to see all that. It's like, here's the 500 two stroke here's all that so it's it's pretty cool yeah you know, exactly and a way to share share all that stuff similar kind of thing so i, I want to say i was born at belmont you are i never saw belmont i was so it was a it was a horse race it was, track i, I it was there. They, most everything was a horse race track yeah that's with. true actually but, but, but <laughs> supposedly belmont in the 50s was the fastest thing around belmont speedway yeah wow. and 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 so there was a discussion well oh you weren't there and 
So Bob Cambu, who I just invited here also, another Sweet. old-timer, nice. anyhow, spoke up and, and told the girls that, no, wah, 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 Wade was actually there. I was at <laughs> Belmont. The, little, the lady standing over there with the, the baby in her arms, I was the baby. Uh, you were the baby. Awesome. So that's why I was at <laughs> Belmont, but I didn't actually see it. But because of Cliff... And his postings and stuff on Facebook and stuff. Anyhow, I've got to see a couple pictures of people and stuff at Belmont. Neat. So you're sharing history, and then you're able to, like, boy, I, I know that. Okay, yeah, able to yeah, see that. Exactly, totally. So that's kind of where my dad started racing. That's where I came into the picture and what he was doing. And so, <laughs> you know, I woke up at, at, at Hayward Speedway. Awesome. When the the the, <laughs> the, the saying the saying goes when pigs fly, well that was the the 650 Triumph and BSA whatever the Harley the twins the big twins when they fly uh -huh. over the jump. Nobody told me they weren't supposed to do that. Oh, TT track. Yeah, nice. T, yeah. They and they had this big old jump and and everybody just launched off that thing, <laughs> and that's what I woke up when, to. When pigs fly, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. English steel, you know, yeah. gravity's in it. They're uh, not supposed uh, yeah. to do that, but so if you like, so I just saw this BSA article the other day. Blah blah blah. So their ultimate was Dick Mann and Jim Rice and stuff. Those guys running BSAs around the mile on something that didn't look like a BSA, but it had a BSA motor in it. Yeah. And, and so... That's know, when they did the champion frames and such. And that was just, be to, just before yeah. that era and stuff. But, the, but they were pushing BSA... Um, Harley kind of ran the show and, oh, and had the rules supposedly is the way I heard it. Yeah. But anyhow, these guys are running BSA. These are, most most of the kids are running Triumphs, and you know it was a total free for all. But it was American racing. It was flat tracking. Yeah, it was Indians and uh, Indians and Harleys. I imagine back in the day, nah, Indians, Indians, Indians went there? back even farther than that. Then they dropped out. Indians are actually new. Old Indians. Oh, they, nowadays they have yeah, they, yeah, yeah. the new ones uh, are out, but they haven't been around in hardly. I almost want to say know. the new one is a Rotax Indian, but uh, yeah, I have to look into that a little bit more. You know, <laughs> it, it totally works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the, you know, uh, boy, you know, uh, yeah, we'll get more dates for you soon, and uh, got to come out and support any racing. You know, we're talking about AFM's coming back out. You know, uh, in mid March, and uh, support any type of a dirt bike riding, and especially go out there and see the mile. And here's here's the neat things that someone was mentioning the other day. I was like, I think they're going to have a nitro circus out there. One of them boys. Oh. You know, if they have that, I, I'll get to get the hotel room and like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I go see the nitro circus. You know, if it ain't the time for the for the race, you know, those boys are great. You know, yep. you know yeah, yep. it's just like they, they'll totally blow you away. Yeah, exactly. So gotta look into that as well. You know that would be a that's, great weekend in Sacramento. That's, that's like you know? the, the monster trucks and yeah. stuff of but, motorcycles. Yeah, all all the badass crazy boys that we saw back in the crusty demon and dirt days and such. You know, yeah. remember that yeah. <laughs> over at Zeitgeist? You know, boy, each time a VHS new one came out, we had the bar shut up and you had a little TV and a VHS.
VHS machine and we'd all watch the Krusties. Remember that? <laughs> it was a great time. It was uh, back when it was a motorcycle bar. Anyway, so we'll be getting back to you shortly. Uh, enjoy listening to some music and uh, thanks for joining us here at Racers Alley in the heart of Mutiny, uh, Mutiny Radio and the Mission. Yar yar. Cheers.
Holy moly. Welcome back to Razor's Alley here. Uh, Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Yar, yar. It's a beautiful evening. And, uh, you know, very nice out uh, considering. And uh, it's been cold lately. And uh, that being said, you know, if you're out there in the cold... Uh, recognize that and uh, if you have anything to give as far as clothes or stuff always go somewhere uh, where you can actually donate clothing any type of canned mm-hmm. foods anything like that because i mean there's a lot of people out there that really need that type of stuff and i'm sure there's a lot of canned goods in your uh, area that uh, you just don't like beans you know i don't like beans so if you have beans get rid of all the yeah. beans in your house man i yeah. mean that's just what, like what did you learn your day in school sharing <laughs> exactly so you know give out and out to all these folks out there you know it's a, it's a really important thing so uh, that being said uh, you know uh, thank you again to uh, mutiny radio and uh, we're gonna be having a big show here uh, the mutiny radio comedy festival you know we're gonna have actually you know 50 comics uh, 26 shows and uh, five days so it's gonna be a marathon a really nice marathon and it's a great area you know I mean you got to understand I mean we have a really nice uh, seating area can fit 20 30 people if you're lucky uh, Actually, yeah, exactly. And then we have a stage out there, and all these comedians are going to be coming from all over. And it's really, really nice. I mean, the talent that's going to be coming, I mean, it's a festival, and it's been happening for, you know, quite some time now. And, you know, it's a, it's a really neat thing. You know, it's like, right? Everybody's going to be laughing. Be laughing exactly. room only. Yeah, and it's a, it's, a, it's a really nice place here. And, um, yeah, around here, it's a nice place to walk, and, uh, you know, there's food and such. And uh, it's, it's always yeah, sunny. Bring a day. It's know? always sunny in the mission and with comedy club and everything everybody's going to be such in good mood and big jokes right and left yeah exactly so uh really come on down you know it's going to be between uh, march 1st and march 5th and uh media radio comedy festival pamtastic is awesome you know and also that being said you know on monday she has her show it's just like if you want to learn to be a comedian i mean you know it's it's kind of weird you know it's like going to creative writing class and uh they're going to ask you to actually uh read in front of the class that takes some are and uh, you know as a high school kid yeah right and then as a high school kid and you end up poetry and stuff all right i like stand up it was just like it wasn't my favorite either busted yeah the girls looking at you they're going wah wah but uh yeah you know so it takes a lot and uh you know there's a lot of sports or whatever you know that you can do something and you know the the gratification or the the you know other things it takes time to see you know uh being a comedian right now right there said if you do not do good uh empty see that dead space i just heard dead space ow you are and that's really really gutsy to be a comedian out there and it's like you know uh go out there and do your thing you know it's like uh, every night it just does this battle and uh yeah uh cheers to all you guys out there i can see you very very brave and awesome you know because all you want to do is make us laugh and have a good time and you know that's what really everyone needs to appreciate you know uh unlike uh well yeah it's just really great it's an art form in its own right you know and um, yeah all they want to do is want to make you laugh so you know <laughs> mutiny radio we're always here and on yeah. fridays as well you know pam taxic has her comedy clubhouse so you can actually watch the comedians who've actually a lot of them have been in her uh, earlier uh you know learning how to be a comedian and then you just start racing so yeah. then you become a comedian right <laughs> the world's much happier when it's laughing exactly you know it's like that's really awesome right <laughs> you know 
Right on, right on. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. It's really fun DJing for you tonight. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, yeah. I like to play some old old metal, new metal, not necessarily, quote, new metal. Um, you know, bring some new stuff by so that you can listen to. Tonight was a little noisy, and that's the way I like to keep it. Oops, what's you know, he doing? It's absolutely a pleasure to, to be here, and I'm glad that I showed you how to run the record player a little bit, so... No, it's really awesome. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, like we uh, we just mentioning in our break. It's like, um, it's invigorating. You know, it's nice to have some, uh, well, uh, our own music. You know, our, and uh, now that uh, Brian has actually taught me, after uh, shoot, when did we start this? Uh, four or five months ago. So Brian actually showed me how to actually work these machines here, and I'll have some Cheech and Chong or something out here in the future as well. And Brian, you're always welcome. Yeah, and, uh, I'll be back for sure. You'll definitely re- be here tomorrow. Really nice. Right? You know, I mean. Um, yeah, it's like I can chill out with Wade for a sec. I don't have to worry about this. And the last, you know, I'm sure you're sick of uh, hearing my cheap trick for the like 30th time here. Yeah, it beats uh, the Weezer CD. Yeah. We played yeah. The Weezer, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, we ride bikes and we got all kind of buttons and stuff in front of us. And it's like, what do you do there? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're learning every time. And uh, like Wade said, we need to persevere. At one point, you know, I was getting a little de- uh, dejected and whatever. Anyhow, um, yeah, it's good to be plowing along and uh, f- uh, further, further, and we're going to have a great time. Uh, this year, uh, starting March, you know, we'll all be racing again. We're going to have some great guests. I'm going to start bringing in people at the track. You know, um, we're just getting this ball rolling, and uh, it's great now. We have our own music, and uh, from here on in, uh, really, uh, next month, we're going to start racing again. We're going to go out there and talk to the folks out there and talk to the reps and have some people come in here. You know, we'd like to have guests talk about that. You know, uh, you know, uh, people who do suspension, people who do tires, I mean, out there, I mean, uh, representatives. Do a recording, too, you know. Yeah, Maybe you know. Take a mic like out a, to the track and talk yeah, to somebody so, there. So, that's what Wade is so, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, similar kind of thing. So, so we were at, at Miller. I was with Rich. We're with the. We built, got this uh, moto guzzi that was built special to go to the Manx. Blah blah blah. We so we just did Phillip Island with it. Anyhow, we were at Miller the other day, the end of the last year, and so he's putting new tires on it. We got new slicks and stuff, and he's he's um, really working on the tire pressure on for the, each tire and what it's doing and the, so the tire pressure actually goes down to temperature how what temperature is your tire running what temperature does your tire actually want to run at what are they made for so that you know hmm. is it a, a elevation or uh, elevation just, uh, affects getting, that too but no, temperature it's, is the big it's, driver it's basically just temperature interesting if your tires don't get up to temperature you want to adjust your tire pressure to get it there to, quicker to get it quicker you yeah want. yeah yeah old school yeah exactly so, so the, you know so there is a little math to just temperatures alone but the new, the new tires are really most all of them are really nice and everything but you got to have pressure um, but then on the other hand, so Christine doesn't like her tire pressure up on her KLR to go. She commutes to go to back and forth to work on, but she's really short. It's lowered. It's this and that and anything. She likes it. She's got three corners, four corners on the way to work. <laughs> okay. I, li- I like it sluggish with low pressure. 
really hogging that road. And because it, it does funny things, and it's like. And what does that mean? Is it squared? Yeah. Well, yeah. people prefer certain things for their certain writing. You know, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, you know, working at a shop, I'd say, you see a lot of different tire thingies. You know, it's like uh, a lot of time is like, uh, especially out there, folks. If you're listening uh, in the uh, novice nature, um, yeah, check your tire pressure, man. You know, half the time they'll come in and it's like, man, there's just something wrong with my front end. And it's like, yeah, it's at 15 pounds. You know, <laughs> so put up your tire pressure. Check them all the time, especially in the cold. You know, it's a pretty big deal. You know, uh, going in the shop, get a lot of things like that, you know. And uh, especially in San Francisco, always, always, always lock your bike. You know, Jesus. Every time and with a disc brake. Yeah, and it. if you can, have a cover. You know, I, I work at a shop, and boy, you know, if it ain't if it ain't bolted down, they'll they'll take it. You know, it's really true. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's terrible. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like we've been there. Uh, no kidding. So yeah. So anyways, uh, let's see here. What are we gonna do next? We're gonna be racing AFM. We're gonna be racing uh, the mile. And then watching there. Daytona. Watching Daytona. That, that's the next big one. Yeah, that's uh, coming up. I remember back in the yeah. old days, we all go to Zeke's. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last couple of years, it's it's yeah. really a neat race. It, mostly 600 and stuff. Um, <laughs> if you have a twin, you can have a thousand. But they it's they have they have the two big banks. They have an infield and they have a, what they call a bus stop on the back straightaway. But it's super fast, and you still got to ride. You know, it's hard to get a top ten bike. Well, I mean, in the end, yeah, just like uh, uh, other other races we talk about, you have to have a super bike, and it's built for that that only. And you know? and, and, and you, uh, you need to have the connection, kind of, kind of, sort of, to, to have a bike that could possibly win. Well, Sparky, I believe. Uh, I mean, Sparky seems to be a Sparky has a R6 that uh, weighed and the sponsor built up, and I think that thing was touched, right? It was totally touched, and it was retouched and everything. And everybody at Daytona has the same fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. Except for the fast guys, they run an octave above. Well, that's that's and what you get an obtainium. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, oh, how could you? You know, I forget how we said it, but it's like you'll never get those kind of numbers with and connection without the connection yeah yeah you know but we've been lucky you know i remember uh, there's a couple of times we've actually had some nice bikes you know uh you know back yeah. in the day uh, you gotta, we had you a gotta slick keep bike. pushing forward uh, keep pushing forward otherwise you don't ever have a chance you'll just be what, another fan yeah but it's remember having a really nice bike uh slick yeah slick that bike. was a I, really I, nice bike i had right the isle of man and um you know, uh, made some Wade made some connections, uh, and uh, he was able to rent a bike from a builder out there. And uh, what was that? What was that we got? It was a O3 GSXR 600. Super bike. Hand built super bike. Yeah, wubba. It know. was it was dynamite. So, but was it that was O3 uh, or whatever? Anyhow, 94, 10 years earlier, I got the same kind of bike, an, an F2 from Ron Grant. Yeah, nice. And and I didn't get the top ten bike, dude. This bike is not the bike that you let me ride the other day. 
But you got a but really was, badass bike. It was the fastest bike I ever got to ride. More, no kidding. More than 10 minutes. And the F2 is, uh, you know, that's an exceptional motorcycle, actually. I mean, uh, back then, there was FCR and that. I mean, those are the boys. I mean, you know, GSX-R 600. You yeah, know, my I mean. first two years, I was on the the, Hur- the Honda Hurricane. Yep. Just, <laughs> just before that. And, 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 and I'm running production stuff. And, 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 and anyhow, they, yep. they went to the F2. And this is the Alaman, folks. Which was the big thing, and you know they progressed on since then. But so yeah, Ron was hand building everything. They touched this, they touched that. I took notes on everything. I went over early. I got to see what they were actually doing. But so we actually built three bikes, and 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 and. But like I told them, it's not the top ten bike. It's not. You let me ride a bike over there. The bike that um, Brian Reed was riding, I got to test ride. How come this and this and this and happened supposedly? Um, and you know, supposedly the bike blew up, but ride this thing and tell me if it blew up. No, it runs so good, so good. So on that one there, it was like, try to keep it under 13 because it'll blow up past 14. Yeah, that's the thing about... Uh uh, massage bikes you gotta really keep them in the parameters otherwise you're in the world of shit you know yeah yeah well, been around need, that block need you a know. new motor <laughs> yeah yeah anyhow you know it's like a great being here and uh you know uh i want to say again thanks to uh milk great brian and uh he's been a dj tonight and uh we got one more round i think and uh we'll be heading on out and uh like i said please uh try and uh come here for the uh meet the radio comedy festival you know i gotta say 50 comics 26 shows in five days between march 1st and 5th dude you gotta come by you know bring a girl or at uh, at least listen yeah at least listen that as well you know it's just like oh yeah thanks for you know uh being here as well and uh we're gonna have a one more music session before we go goodbye right brian yeah of course it's really really neat you know it's nice to have music gotta say (laughs) all right we'll talk to you soon yeah
Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, uh, thank you for joining us again over here at uh, Racer's Alley at Meany Radio here in the heart of the mission. I mean, uh, it's always wonderful, you know. Uh, and uh, in the future, you know, you can always call us at 415-550-0511 and uh, should be able to figure out how to answer the phone now, I believe. And, uh, you know, you can always say, hey, uh, wherever you are in the world. I know uh, Wade knows a gazillion people out there would like not uh, would like to talk, uh, wait, right? Wait. From almost any country. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know, TT fans, race fans, everywhere. It would be neat, you know, to have uh, some some of you folks reach out and say, "Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Wade? How you doing, Alex?" So yeah, you can always find it at four one five. Five five zero zero five one one, and uh, say hey to us at Racers Alley, and uh, you can always as well. I mean, if you have any questions in any uh, aspects of racing, you can always say hello. Hey, dudes, what you doing? So, anyways, uh, we're running out of time here, Wade. Uh, let's say, uh, Brian, come on and say good night, and thank you very much for being here, dude. Right on. Yeah, good night, everybody. Hope I didn't make your ears bleed too much. No, <laughs> awesome. Right on, right on, Wade. Let's yeah. uh, say good night. Thank you at Racers Alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good night, y'all. Good night, y'all. Be safe. Right on, Brian. Thank you for being here. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... The Let's Watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Bamtastic's Deep in the Mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With Sima Lieberman, everyday people talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal you. Then... At noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC podcast. That's the Imprint City podcast coming soon.
this is delightful dave and we are now friends of the pod and it's four o'clock and it's the afternoon and it's delightful dave so uh welcome to our show we have nobody here yet except our first guests who are the band i will have them coming in here soon um in the meantime let's see what do we have going on we have a whole bunch of people coming soon i have to grab my laptop hold on This is like the Sarah's solo show where Sarah had to do everything herself. And the, and the show was crazy. Hey, why don't you guys come in and have, have a seat? Yeah, one person there and one. Take, yeah, take the. Where my. Um, where the. Uh, yeah, that's good. Let me get your mics. So introduce yourselves. You, you met Sarah Sparkles last night? and Yeah, yeah. I'm a. Uh I'm Quiz the Kid from Baltimore. Nah, my buddy Carl, we grew up together. I just moved out here, and it was kind of strange. We were talking about, like, seeing Sarah down there because <laughs> he hasn't been there in, like, a year right. at Winters. We just showed up at the right time, and there she was. She was saying that uh, she had a show today and that, like, she didn't have a – she wasn't sure if certain guests were going to show. So I thought, yeah. like – we, we usually like to music and yeah we usually like to overload on guests and in, in the hope that well <laughs> well some of them hey, don't show the but there are some times <laughs> where we had five people show, uh, five bands up or not well five people five guests show and it was like okay we're gonna have a long show but that right. was that was three hours so we're now only two hours we have to like pack it in uh, yeah. nice tighter and neater so. yeah we just we dropped and you know it, it, it all happened quick like i'm happy to be here it's awesome man yeah so um so uh, tell us where you came from how the band started well i uh I've always been into, like, the hip-hop scene mm -hmm. and, like, always followed it, but I've, I'm a really 90s type of person, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't, you know, I, I respect all the music, even the, even the newer stuff that's coming out yeah. that's totally different from right. the 90s era, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. But uh, it was really when uh, I got in some trouble and uh, I had to take a little, a little staycation. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> that's when I started writing because I've always yeah. written poetry and written in journals my whole life as my own little outlet. Right. So once I got you know put away and I, I could figure something with it I, I, I was always really self-conscious of it I didn't want people to hear it but once I started putting it out and people were like showing me the love showing me the support and it was yeah. like man why not just go for it you know what I mean yeah so yeah it's I've it's had been, one of those experiences adventure, lately, not not incarceration-wise, but just like <laughs> I reached an end of a road and was like, okay, that was fun. I'll do something else. In fact, it'll be the thing that I thought I was doing the whole time, but just <laughs> wasn't actually getting paid for that thing. So I'll just yeah, <laughs> that's that's definitely it. Like right now, I uh, I just had an interview this morning. I'm gonna be working at a bakery. Awesome. And it's like, it's so far from like, <laughs> from what people would expect yeah. like where you work uh work at a bakery you know what i mean like yeah. that i guess it's more or less like i'm more focused because i had a chance to work in union like i did yeah. carpentry and all this construction stuff and you know it, it pays but yeah, that's something you got to commit to you yeah. know what i mean i don't my commitment's to music so right. that's what i want to be my career this is just kind of feeding feeding me and keeping me yeah. alive and schedule wise meantime. it's perfect yeah <laughs> and it's perfect. totally fixed your schedule exactly <laughs> exactly yeah all right so so uh, Tell, how'd you uh, how'd you join the band and oh, <laughs> or join the crew? <laughs> I'm just the driver. You're just the driver. So how did did you meet Sarah as well? Huh? Did you meet Sarah last night as well? Yeah, I okay. met her through him. Sarah, uh, I guess I moved to Pacifica across the street from her yeah. like two years ago. Yeah. And uh, used to go out to the bar with her. Or so uh, in, introduce yourself. What what what's your name? Oh, Carl. Carl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, what do you what do you do? What's your what's your night job or day job? Uh, I work <laughs> on airplanes. 
Ah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say like oof or anything. Like mechanic. Yeah. I'm yeah. Mechanic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. I um I spent a, f- a couple of years in Minneapolis, uh, and I was less than a mile from the airport, and <laughs> there was a lot of people who worked for Northwest Airlines around there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> and it's and heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the I was. My house was right in the approach pattern on the right runway, I think it was. And so, uh, Man, yeah, I could, I, could, I could see, yeah, that I could wave to my house. As I, if I was on the left side of the car of a, of a plane, I could wave to my house as oh, I went yeah. down. <laughs> that is loud, too. Like and it was like, I could count, it was like three seconds before the wheels would touch. It would be about my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, so, so you just arrived here uh, recently. So you. Yeah, I, uh, I just got to LA four months ago. Yeah. Um, Baltimore is just it's a <laughs> wild city man like if you're not if you're not from there it, it's hard to oh, do yeah, anything there you know I what bet. I mean so LA is uh well LA was so welcoming as and far also as like for music Baltimore how would you get there you know who would who what would you do to, to go into Baltimore from somewhere else you know what, what do you mean? mean what industry would you be in to be oh, to if move, I stayed move, there no, to move for somebody to move to Baltimore oh I mean <laughs> I guess what I, I know there's a, like I did construction my whole life, so I know there's a lot of construction jobs. But we're also really famous for our seafood, so I guess true, if you're a crabber, true. crabber, you know, yeah, yeah, you can so make I was a actually lot of born in Delaware, way. so oh yeah, and I'm Rehoboth, uh, yeah, my family Rehoboth, Wilmington, oh Wilmington, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been up. My Wilmington dad worked a for times. Dupont, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you were a chemical company in the chemical company, probably or any, yeah, any industry thing, you were either Delaware or New Jersey, right, right, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's definitely. LA is very, very welcoming it's in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore isn't. It's yeah. they're, they're very specific on you know what they want to hear about. Yeah, but. And what they want to hear about, unfortunately, <laughs> isn't what I do. You right. know what I mean? I'm not a thug. I'm not a plug. I'm not a gangster. It's just. <laughs> Yeah. It's just I'm a little white boy that grew up in the wrong place and just you know I just yeah. people relate to it. So right. coming out here, yeah, LA was an experience. Um, it's also very competitive. There's a lot of oh, people I like yeah. I was unaware how many people, which is kind of crazy that I yeah. didn't think about that. But tons of people come <laughs> yeah. there for music. Yeah. So not only are you forcing to beat yourself, you're forcing yourself to beat all these other people as far as getting to that finish yeah. line. So yeah. out here, it's just it's a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. I like it here. It's it's you know. This song. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, who kind of live up here or stay around here or Santa Cruz and then go to L.A. when they actually want to, you know, do their gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple good spots out there. Like uh, when I performed at Hollywood Hotel, that was a uh, that was fun. It was a great night. Good people showed up. It was always it was really welcoming. It was like everybody shows love pretty much, especially so I do a lot of open mics mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's always pretty cool with open mics they support even if you're up there bombing man like they're still clapping <laughs> yeah, for you they yeah. want it's it's more about the practice you know what i mean getting in front yeah, of people that's, that's good to know because I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, i've been trying to get on that list and make to actually go up and do a set for one yeah you should do it man <laughs> yeah it's empowering it is Makes you feel like yeah. you're somebody yeah. you know what i mean everybody's somebody in yeah. california <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sarah actually did that once she mentioned she, she uh did stand up once and probably was yeah. terrified the first time yeah <laughs> doing karaoke the first time i did the first time karaoke i'm not really a karaoke person but yeah you know i had to do it i think that uh <laughs> i think that that kind of helped me as far as like making songs was yeah. i i started just playing guitar and singing okay. and that was like my first love in music mm-hmm. was playing this guitar when i learned a couple chords but i couldn't i'm like i couldn't sing like these other people so it was hard to do my like covers on music so i was like man 
if I just make my own stuff, I can make it however I want to because uh-huh. it's mine. Right. And like, it takes so long for me to, because I'm novice at guitar. I can play a couple chords and mm-hmm. I can stay on beat and stuff, but it's so much easier when I have, you know, that, that background tempo and it's just kind of freestyle writing. You yeah. know what I mean? I just, I put out so much more material that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of keep the guitar and singing for like me, my friends, kind of like the chill sessions. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Um, are you a uh, song first or uh, lyric first? I find the beats and okay. then uh, then I write to them. You know what I mean? Sense. It's uh, it's more or less a lot of them because uh, a lot of my styles, a lot of like like '90s boom bap, where it's kind of the same tempo through, yeah. and you can change your flow with what you're saying. So a lot of them, I can you know I can turn on the beat and rap four or five different songs I have to that beat because right. it's it's just how it is. It's you know improv. I mean? You got yeah, you're improv <laughs> it as you go and kind of making your own flow. So yeah, I, I uh, and I'm short on cash, so I'm, it's hard to start <laughs> up because I want to just be my own producer. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to be able to produce everything myself. And how technology is nowadays, anybody can. Right. Get GarageBand, hundred dollar <laughs> mic, you're in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you got it. So. It would be nice to do it myself because it's definitely a, a trade that I want to learn. Uh-huh. I want to learn how the whole beat making process, the mixing, mastering, like it's kind of like a second, like career. Yeah, it's like a second <laughs> thing to me where yeah. I, I I don't know much about it. I've only produced one.